0: Health New Zealand is seeking to, well, temporarily take a baby off of his parents because they refuse to use vaccinated blood in his surgery. Yeah, that's happening. Also, the Finnish Prime Minister is in New Zealand to visit her WEF buddy. That's right, she's visiting Jacinda Ardern, Cindy, Cindykins, and I'm sure they're both going to dance the night away together, have a nice little party. So I'm going to go into those two things in just one tick, but first, as always, welcome to another episode of the Arriving Somewhere with Matt J podcast, commentary, comedy, and conversation. Please remember to like, share, subscribe, 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 comment, and any other good thing that you can think of, you good people, you. Okay, let's jump straight into this story. I want to go into the mainstream media coverage, a little bit of their coverage of this guardianship issue of a baby and then go into the parents and some of the people representing the parents and that are there with the parents as well so you kind of get both views on this but we have seen stories like this before over the last sort of 18 months or so with the rollout of the vaccine and I won't be coding the word today because I think the is a little too serious for me to play funny games and try and get around the censorship So we've seen these stories over the last 18 months with the rollout, and basically every time it was ruled in favour of a parent that wanted, say, a vaccine for their children, maybe the other parent didn't, or even parents not being able to see their kids if they weren't vaccinated. That was a case, I think, where the parents were divorced, not living together, but the father wasn't allowed access to the kids, if my memory serves me right. I did cover it in this podcast. But what I'm what I'm saying is we've seen this before with the jabs. If you've been following what's been going on in New Zealand over the last eighteen months, but this is something slightly different, not overly surprising. This is bound to happen at some point. So the whole so what's actually happening here is there's a little baby four months old, and the parents uh, the baby needs I think it's open heart surgery, Uh, heart surgery anyway, and the parents wanted non vaccinated blood. And from what from my understanding, the parents have done a lot of research on this and come to and made up their mind about what they want for their baby. And the blood is available for the baby as well. So I'll go into this article from I've got one from New Zealand Herald and stuff. I think I'll just read some of the stuff Article: So, Health New Zealand seeks guardianship of baby whose parents are refusing vaccinated blood. Health authorities are seeking temporary guardianship, take the baby, of a baby whose parents won't al- basically make the decision. I'm sure that's self-explanatory. Um, of a baby whose parents won't allow him to receive blood from those who have been vaccinated against COVID-19. I love the wording there. Eh? The won't allow him. Like the babies just said, "Come on, mum. Come on, dad." Where? Just just let me have the blood. It's fine. Why are you not allowing me to do this? It's like a rebellious teen. The baby's four months old. (laughs) Such stupid language being used here. Again. So it says, the matter was heard at the High Court in Auckland on Wednesday where Justice Lane Harvey set a hearing date of December the 6th. Discussions between the parents and Health New Zealand will continue in the meantime. The health authority is seeking to take temporary guardianship of the four-month-old boy who requires heart surgery in in order to authorise the use of vaccinated blood. So they want to take temporary guardianship to get the operation done because it's up to Health New Zealand and ultimately the government to decide what's best for your children and your little babies. Not you. No. Our elites... The parents had said they were extremely concerned that blood donated by people who have had the vaccine could adversely affect their child. The couple said they had their own donors lined up, who they screened, but doctors insisted on using blood from the New, from the New Zealand Blood Service. Now, Dr Mike Shepherd, Interim Director of Auckland's Health, I guess they're using mouldy language there. It's... Uh, Anyway, he said ahead of the hearing, the agency was seeking guardianship with the best interests of the child in mind. Is it the best interests that you deem or the parents? Why are you making the decision for the parents here? It sounds like control when they've already got other blood there for to use, uh, available to use. What is the problem? Is it going to cost more? Well, I'm sure the parents would be willing to pay that, wouldn't they? If they're this concerned about it. Now Sue Gray, the lawyer for the couple, Sue Gray, you may remember the name. She's been quite, uh, quite the, quite the lady, quite the, the lawyer in the the so-called uh, anti-mandate movement, the freedom movement. She's been representing a lot of people, and she's had her name trawled through the media over the years as well. But anyway, she's there. she says so she's the lawyer for the couple. The media won't like that. Uh, that said, the Sue Gray said the parents wanted better medical care than the state offers, and the doctors didn't look at the merits of her client's suggestion to use blood from unvaccinated people who the couple had already screened. The baby's mother, who sat with the boy in the courtroom as the case was heard, said afterward that she was doing this as she had a responsibility to do the best for my baby. We won't stand down. It doesn't only affect my baby. My baby. It affects everyone. A large group of protesters was outside the court while the matter was heard. Now, according to NZ Blood website, any COVID vaccine in the blood is broken down soon after the injection. We don't know that. Uh, all And they say all donated blood gets filtered during processing, so any trace amounts that may still be present poses no risk to recipients. Again, we have no idea if that's the case or not. How can we? It's only been, how long has it been? A year since this has all rolled out? A year to a year and a half now dr Dr Mike Shepherd, he also says we know that it can be worrying when parents have a child who is unwell and are making decisions about their care. The decision to make an application to, to make an application to the court is always made with the best interests of the child in mind and following extensive conversations with the family, or far now, as he says, because we have to use mixed language and be a little bit woke for no reason, even though it's a serious case. He would not comment further while the matter was before the courts. Of course, stuff brings in James, brings in somebody who's going to go along with this and push, push the the popular narrative, the main narrative. So James, Usher, Us, Us, Usher, Usher, Usher. That's a very strange last name, James. U S S H E R. I'm going with the U S S. Because you sound like a ship Anyway, James User, An associate professor, professor <laughs> At the University of Otago Specialising in immunology Medical microbiology and vaccines Oh, I'm sure he's got some good things to say He earlier said there was no risk From using blood donated from people Who had been vaccinated against Okay, but that's Interesting because how can we possibly know That we, we just don't know that Do we? But we've got to trust the experts. He said, there's nothing to fear. There will be antibodies present that have been induced by the vaccine. Again, it's not a vaccine, but sure, not traditionally anyway, until they change the definition of what a vaccine is before the rollout. But that's okay. We'll just bypass these definitions for today. So he said, there will be antibodies present that have been induced by the vaccine that will provide protection against covid But it's exceedingly unlikely that there is any vaccine present in the blood. You don't detect it in people who have just been vaccinated. Even if there was, there'd be no risk from it. We don't know this. Completely experimental, new technology, on a mass scale. And this is the statements we're getting from the experts. He said people could be assured there is no risk from receiving blood products from a blood bank that is almost entirely collected from vaccinated individuals. That is scary stuff really, isn't it? Something that we probably should start to, if we if you haven't already, start to consider. I mean, what, what oh, I don't know. Praying is a good start. Uh, since the rollout of the vaccine worldwide, there have been a number of reports of families wanting unvaccinated blood. Uh, two parents in Italy ended up in court after they demanded that doctors only use blood transfusions from unvaccinated donors on their two-year-old son who needed urgent heart surgery the judge turned down the parents appeal and said it was entirely safe to use blood from vaccinated donors and that's the end of their article now i'm going to jump over to the social media well an account called free new zealand media it's an independent media sharing kiwi stories and seeking truth that's on instagram but they were posting the videos outside the high court and Well, they say that. So they posted this. A four-month-old twin, oh, he's a twin, Will needs life-saving heart surgery, but the medical staff at Starship Children's Hospital and the blood bank will not work together to allow Will to get access to the unjabbed blood his parents have pre-arranged. The blood bank should have jab-free blood available, and it should never have got to this situation. Now Starship lawyers are taking court action to remove parental rights over the baby they love and defend. Now, I just want to play a video outside the High Court in Auckland because it features Liz Gunn. Liz Gunn, if you remember, is, she's a former journalist, she was in the mainstream media a decade or more ago, she was quite quite a well-known figure in New Zealand at the time anyway, and, well, reasonably well-known. And over the last couple of years, she's come out as very pro-freedom and standing up for our rights and is now an independent uh, journalist. And I think she was going to start a political party as well. I'm not sure what's happening with that. But Liz Gunn, she's there outside the High Court interviewing the parents. And I think, it's, I think it says in the video that she was actually in the room with them, with the parents and the doctors and surgeons, um, just uh, helping the, the parents and being there as a is an uh as a is a listening device as a <laughs> as an ear in the room to see what was actually going on so i'm going to play this video it's about it's about 90 seconds long but i think she sums it up perfectly so here we go liz gunn
1: when i was in the meeting with them on friday morning i asked the surgeon that repeatedly why are you opposing this There will be no harm. They've got the blood ready. The operation can go ahead. In the interests of the parents and the child, this can go ahead. The surgeon's repeated answer to me was, because I don't believe there's any problem with the blood. And I kept saying, but it's not about your belief. In a free country, you can hold whatever belief you want. This is about the parents' right to choose and on their informed consent. And they are deeply informed. They are deeply studied. They have done enormous due diligence on their informed consent under our law you doctors must listen to what the parents want and that was when they walked out this case is about will's life and he is a very special little boy but it's about the lives of your children and grandchildren if one day we find that our blood bank is utterly polluted we don't know yet we pray it won't be you will be so grateful to have had this case where all you journalists have stood up and said, We must have the option of unjab blood in New Zealand. Furthermore Furthermore, New Zealand and every journalist listening we were once a great nation who stood up to America on nuclear ships. We stood up to France on Mururoa. What has happened to our courage and guts? We must send a message to the world. This case will be an absolute, an absolute touchstone for the world. If this judge gets it right and makes sure that we have unjab blood in New Zealand, this will reverberate through every country.
0: So that's Liz Gunn there, and from what we've just read here, it's the decision is supposed to be on December sixth, so next week sometime, and we'll keep a close eye on that one. Very disturbing stuff. What um, what the state can get away with, and is trying to push on us, mind you. The the jab programs as a whole. I mean, once you've, I think what's what's happened over the last few years has woken a lot of people up to the dangers of all this and again I'll I'll reiterate uh, the act 1986 it's on rumble very interesting documentary to watch it's a cross between a a fictional story and actual doctors epidemiologists and people like jfk junior so the act 1986 if you haven't watched it yet go to rumble and check it out Right, the party PM, the Finnish Prime Minister, Sanna Marin, she's hit the the shores of New Zealand and she is partying it up large, I am sure. But she's here to meet Jacinda Ardern and the media just cannot believe how sexist and ageist some other journalists are by asking about their age and their sex, which I think you have every right to ask about because Sanna Marin, isn't she the youngest PM in the world? I think Ardern used to have that title, and now this woman has taken that over. But I digress. So, Finnish Prime Minister Sana Marin is leading a diplomatic mission down under, meeting with PM Jacinda Ardern in Auckland. Oh, I wonder if they mention that all in these articles that they both belong to the WEF Young Global Leaders program. Probably not. The buddies meeting up, having a having a nice little chat. Anyway, she she was welcomed to Auckland's Government House with a full military. Palferty, which is a greeting. After which, multi greeting. After which, she said it had been her special request to visit New Zealand. Oh, special request. Did Klaus possibly send you? Hey, go listen to my protege, Cindy. Cindy will get you. Sorry, I should be doing it in Klaus. Klaus's voice. Go listen. <laughs> I can't. I can't get into the character. Uh, what does he say? He says, you will eat the bugs. You will eat live in the pods. Eat the bugs. There you go. Go see the Cindy. Cindy, my producer, she will. This is getting French. I'm just going to give up for the time being. She will tell you what to do. This is my speculation about why she's here. Marin said she hoped to discuss global issues and threats to democracy, threats and issues, and international norms with a focus on Afghanistan and Ukraine. She also noted New Zealand's support for the human rights of protesters and women in Iran. What about the protesters in New Zealand or in Canada? No, they didn't give a or Australia. I did not give a crap about them. But when it comes to Iran and fighting for freedom, oh yeah, we're all on board. These people are the biggest hypocrites in the world. Ardun said this was the first ever visit of a Prime Minister of Finland to New Zealand. Oh. Marin arrived in Auckland on Tuesday. She would also be travelling to Australia where she's scheduled to deliver a public speech on Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Marin was elected Prime Minister in 2019 after serving just four years in the Finnish Parliament. She became the youngest Prime Minister ever elected in Finland, taking office at 34 years old. That's a very similar age to Ardun. I think, no, Ardun was 37. And to, if you look at the pictures of them side by side, they do look like they are related. It's I think Klaus has a, has a taste. <laughs> Klaus Klaus definitely has a type. I shouldn't say taste. Klaus definitely has a type, it seems. I wonder if we put Trudeau in there? If, the, if Trudeau would look like their, you know, their brother or something. I don't know. Or, or cousin. Uh, in the in the years, um, in the years since, she has gained a reputation in pop culture as the party prime minister. In December last year, she apologized for partying into the early hours of the morning without her work phone. Having left her phone in the office, she had missed a text message informing her that she had been in contact with someone. Who had the Voldemort virus? And that night, she was out clubbing until four a.m. This woman has all the time in the world clubbing. Imagine being in a club—awful places. But imagine being in a club, and you just—you know—you are drinking, having a great time with your friends. You are dancing around, and there is your prime minister on the dance floor, grinding up against some guy. I don't know if she was or not. I am just making this up. And you know, you can just—can I buy you a drink, prime minister? It'd be. very strange thing to see just going to make that clear i don't actually know if she was grinding up on people i just find the image funny so it says video of the prime minister dancing at a house party also caused some debate in finland but led to a viral campaign in support of her politicians from across the globe posted photos of their dance moves in response of course they did because we've all got to come together as one in support the young prime minister of finland who got caught dancing at a dance party at a house party um, but when it comes to actually standing up for our God-given rights, no, 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 no. you don't need those. But they'll fully support somebody who's been criticised as a leader of a country out drinking and dancing, and I assume she's drinking. <sighs> Anywho, uh, she delivered an emotional speech in August, saying, "I am human," in discussing the importance of joy, light, and fun amidst the dark clouds. I assume this is their accent too. I don't know. I don't know, I'm all for joy by the way, but you took our joy away for two years, or well, tried to stamp on it, and, and we weren't allowed to make decisions when we are locked out of society. You know, did that happen in Finland, or what happened here? So, maybe Finland was freer than New Zealand and Australia. Her response to Russia's invasion of Ukraine has also attracted the world's attention. Oh, I've got some lightning outside here, so someone's not happy I'm having or the... Maybe the weather's just celebrating this brilliant, hilarious podcast episode that I'm currently in the middle of. But it has started pouring down, and we've got some thunder and lightning going. Right, following the invasion, she moved to deepen Finland's ties with NATO and moved to formally join the military alliance. Finland had been famously neutral on the alliance, considering its shared eastern border with Russia. Maybe, maybe it's a good idea not to continuously move NATO closer and closer to the Russian border, as wasn't that agreed upon in the 90s? And then NATO has just continued to do it anyway. I don't know. When we're going to talk about the coup in 2014 in the Ukraine. And one of the first things that they did after the coup was ban the Russian language in far eastern Ukraine and Crimea, which is predominantly Russian-speaking. But, you know, we don't discuss any of that. There's no nuance to the situation at all. Don't worry about it. No, no nuance. So, anyway, ardun said their discussions would focus on free trade and international issues. We share similar approaches. I should read it as do. We share similar approaches and views on many international issues, including the importance of the rule of law, um, multilateralism, sustainability, In free and open trade, she said, free and open trade until we shut down the borders and tell you you cannot go to work because we have to shut down the entire economy. Just at a whim, whenever we decide, whenever we decide there's an emergency or whenever the WHO decides that there's an emergency, we will shut everything down. Uh, In July, Ardern visited Europe with Trade and Agriculture Minister Damien O'Connor to negotiate a free trade deal with the EU. Countries such as Finland insisted. Such a deal must focus on sustainability and climate change, with vocal agriculture and green lobbies raising concerns about the miles required to export anything from the South Pacific to Europe. Of course, they. Of course, they. uh, So, Finland, are you just uh, a New Zealand as well? Exactly the same? Woke, progressive, left wing, socialist, communist garbage? Is this what we're doing in Finland as well? Now, according to statistics. New Zealand in June 2022. In that quarter, New Zealand exported only 4.4 million worth of goods and services to Finland, but we imported 57 million from Finland. That's interesting. I wonder what the bulk of that is. Um, what does Finland have that we need? What, oil? Uh, I, I don't know. What What is it? Anyway, that's what's happening today in your... New Zealand, New Zealand And the Finnish PM is here And I'm sure they'll just Have a few discussions And uh, messages passed on Possibly from Klaus And uh, get to know each other Have a bit of a, a bit of a party, And go from there Right, gonna leave it there for today This has been another brilliant Hysterical, informative Episode of the podcast As you can probably hear in the background Thunder, rain It's all good stuff going on here definitely has nothing to do with the spraying of the skies at all no not at all definitely not don't be a conspiracy theorist so this has been another episode of the arriving somewhere with matt J podcast commentary comedy and conversation and i will talk to you again in
1: the next one